Greetings one and all and welcome to another episode of Cast Iron, the podcast all about rock and metal. I am Lewis Clark and as always I am joined by my wonderful co-host Alan Williamson. Hello Alan. Hello Lewis and season's greetings to you but but not to yes, our listeners absolutely. because it'll be 2021 by the time you hear this and it'll be... Yep, yep. Probably much the same as 2020, really. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, no, a bit of an odd uh, t- year and situation in general, but we've spoken enough about that on previous episodes. Oh, Christ, it just, it just seeps in. Every yeah, every, con- every, every conversation is about COVID. Um, yeah, well, so maybe we should break from the habit and talk about 90s new metal, a time before <laughs> pandemics. Um, yeah, yeah. So what, um, are we, so what are we listening to this time? Well, this time we're taking another look at probably one of the biggest and uh, most popular metal bands. I, s- I suppose you could class them as metal. Um, uh, they are, of course, System of a Down, and we are looking at their 2005 double record, Mesmerize and Hypnotize. <laughs> So, System of a Down, then. So, um, <laughs> so I think I definitely would call the metal. I know you hesitated a little bit about that. And um, yeah. I have, as I always do, taken the time to listen through the System back catalogue. Yep. And their first album, which is a self-titled one, is very yep. 90s new metal. And mm-hmm. there's a lot more growling, especially deep growling instead of screaming. Yes, absolutely. Yep. A lot of big, fat, post-grunge power chords. Um, Then from their second album, Toxicity, which I imagine most listeners of this will probably have heard of, or at least one of the two of the singles, and their third album called Steal This Album, they move away Mm -hmm. from that. Well, I I think their first album has quite a generic new metal sound to it. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. But with Toxicity and Steal This Album, they move to a more hardcore punk influence. There's a bit of almost Eastern European folk coming in there. Yeah, um, yeah and there's all the Asiatic sound that's yeah, all Yeah, there's, there's screaming yep. rather than growling. It's faster. Yep. They aren't afraid to have fun and, and goof off. Yeah. Um, and one of the differences between them and other new metal bands at the time, I think, is partly is um, that Eastern European influence, but also there's quite a lot of dynamic changes from loud to soft and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, they and do you, love that, that quite loud dynamic. And you'll hear that in tracks like Chop Suey, which is their most famous track. And it was on my yep. wedding playlist. I think we're probably one of the only people that put that on a wedding playlist. <laughs> but um, but I think they they definitely start off new metal. They kind of come into the room. And mm. so we could have covered Toxicity, which I think is a, still an excellent album. Mm, absolutely. Um, uh, we could have covered Steelless Album, which I think is an excellent album. Um, yep. But we kind of decided to do our own thing. Like, and. And this is coming off the back of the the cat the uh, the Saint Anger uh, episode, yeah, yeah. Um, but we chose Mesmerize and Hypnotize, and they were actually the last albums that System released before they they broke up. And um, after that, um, Darren kind of did his own thing called Scars on Broadway, but that was really one yep. album. And then it, Serge did his own thing as well. And, and Serge did his own thing record, for actually. quite a long time. He's done about three or yeah. four solo albums. So yeah. this is a really interesting place to look at the band. Um, 
probably not gateway albums. I think you should probably start with Toxicity, but we thought yeah, it was really yeah. interesting because there's because they're quite polarizing albums. Certainly, Hypnotize yeah, is a very polarizing album. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, a bit of backstory, I suppose, with System of a Down as well before we kick off. Um, so, the band formed in 1994. Uh, original lineup was Serge Tankian on lead vocals, Darren Malakian on guitar and vocals, uh, Shavo Odajian on bass and backing vocals, and the original drummer was a guy called Andy Kachaturian, <laughs> probably butchered that, uh, who left in 1997 um, and made way for John Darmayan, who has been their drummer since, and it's been a consistent lineup of those four members since 1997. So, um, Wikipedia likes to classify uh, System of a Down as alternative metal, new metal, heavy metal, hard rock, and progressive metal. Um, I would probably go out of my way to say they were more of a pop metal band because I think the thing that really permeates their music above the most things is that it's very catchy. It's very memorable. It's written to a very sort of similar, you know, pop song structure in that we've got verses and choruses and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't particularly delve into weird progressive territory in that, um, it doesn't do you know, eight-minute-long epics with loads of movements and things like that. It's not really the sort of thing that System of a Down do, but songs do shift in style and 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 you know, sort of sound quite dramatically from song to song on an, on a record, um, which is probably where that sort of progressive tag. Yeah, is coming from. look, it's not what I would probably call progressive in that style of of coming from prog rock, which yep. is you. Know, so what system will do is so I would definitely call it new metal. I think alternative metal mm. is a bit of a cop out, and alternative yeah. metal is just a, a sh- shoulder shrug emoji, right? That's, yeah, yeah. It's just we classify things as and we don't know any different. And pop metal, I'm not even sure that would mean like a lot of, a lot of the metal I like is quite catchy, but yeah, uh, yeah. But um, I think there's definitely a, a new metal influence there, and I think there's there's a lot of similarities between you know the early slip there early yeah the first Slipknot album and the first System of a Down album. I think you can you can hear similarities there. Definitely, um, definitely. Um, I think what they do is they do change styles, but they tend to keep it in the same. It's usually the same time signature. And, yeah. and it's not totally off the wall, whereas what I think of as progressive metal tends to be um, time and key changes, and yeah, yeah. certainly songs going beyond the four or five minute mark, and yeah, um, yeah, no, definitely, and big wanky solos, um, yeah, yeah, no, usually completely. from a usually from a, a keyboard and a guitar, yeah, um, yeah, no, completely. So I I wouldn't call them progressive in that sense. Not to say that it's not really varied music. Um, no, absolutely and, not. And yes. I think, and we'll definitely talk about it in this album, there's a lot of classic, sort of classic rock and classic rock and roll influences. And I think that's one of the things that Darren brings to the band. Because yes. he, he goes on to do that a lot in his um, solo stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. So have you been a fan from the get-go? Yeah, so this is an interesting thing, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I think I was introduced to them via the debut uh, self-titled. Um, I remember having a home-recorded tape version of it. <laughs> so someone had definitely lent me a CD at some point and I stuck it on a cassette. You stole that album? Yeah, um, so I have a lot of fondness for that record. It is um, not a particularly focused one. It's it's quite wild and silly in places, but I think that's what appealed to young Lewis getting into heavy music, is that it was just a bit crazy and um we all like a bit of silliness and there was there's definitely some of that on that um on that record in particular the songs like sugar are very strange and daft and yeah i have had a lot of fun with that but um 
my first album I owned specifically that I bought with my own money was Toxicity. And uh, get this for uh, <laughs> dating this record. I bought it the same day I bought my Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely remember that day. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, we were out in town. Um, the goal was to go and get a Dreamcast. And uh, yeah, at some point I found myself in Woolworths of all places and I bought a copy of Toxicity <laughs> as well. So yes, uh, and that was my first System of a Down record. I think it's probably the gateway album for an awful lot of people. Um, how about yourself? Um, well, I kind of heard the singles from... So Toxicity is 2001. So you must have got yeah, your Dreamcast yeah. near the near the end of its lifespan, right? It was it was definitely dead and gone. I think it must have been two thousand three when I bought those bought those records. So yeah. Oh, got okay. The, wow. Got the, so uh, got the Dreamcast Dream, and the record, yeah. Because the Dreamcast was toast. Because two thousand one, yep. then it was Sonic Adventure two, and it was one of the last um, big yeah, games. Yeah. So I. You know, it was 2001, I was getting into metal, I definitely heard Chop Suey on Kerrang! TV and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say I was a massive fan of them, um, yep. and the first album I really got into with them was probably Mesmerize, actually. I okay. don't remember why, I just listened to it on a whim, and, uh, and I really liked it. Oh, um, there you go. And then I listened to Hypnotize. That was a whole other story. Um, yeah. And I had never listened to Steal This Album until we started doing preparation for this. And I was really, really impressed with that one. And oh, it's 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 uh, kind of unloved, that record. Um, it's like, really it's really underrated because yeah. there was this whole thing where what, essentially what happened was after Toxicity, they'd recorded new tracks and they leaked on music, uh, like, your, I don't know, Napster, Kazaa, whatever. Yeah. And it was sort of dubbed Toxicity 2. And it yeah, got this yeah. reputation of being a big pile of B-sides, even though it's actually yeah. not. And there's a lot of yeah, really yeah. good tracks on there. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you haven't heard that one and, like me, you passed on it, um, definitely give that a blast. Yeah, no, um, no, totally. So uh, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've listened to quite a lot of Serge's solo stuff as well. Yeah, um, I, I I tried his first record and kind of bounced off it a little bit, to be honest with you, and never really stuck with his with his solo stuff. I I remember liking it at the time. That was Elected Dead in two thousand seven. Yeah, that's the one I've got. But, yeah, but I listened to it again while in preparation for this, and I thought this isn't very good. And mm. I remember getting his album Harry Career Har- Harry Curry. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was not Harry Curry. It's Harakari for some reason. Oh, okay. But, um, but it's um, it, I didn't think it was particularly good. I did actually mm. pay for that and didn't really rate it. Yeah. So maybe we should get into it then. Um, yeah. And um, uh, so we'll do mesmerize first, and then we'll do hypnotize. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Absolutely, absolutely. The only thing I think we should mention before we kick off into the albums in particular is this is kind of interestingly time sensitive. Um, I think the reason that we've chosen System of a Down was not the reason. It's become time sensitive. Um, so, the two albums that we're doing are released in 2005, uh, Mesmerized and Hypnotized. Mesmerized released in May 2005, Hypnotized released in the November. And they are thematically linked. They are technically a double record, even though they release separately. Those were the last System of a Down recordings um, since last month, of all things. So, System of a Down, bizarrely, have uh, released two new songs as of uh, November 2020. And, um, yeah, it's, it's their first new music in 15 years, which is absolutely bizarre. I don't think anybody who saw that was going to happen at any given point. Um, System of Down have often stood, uh, for 
um, spreading the word of the Armenian genocide of 1914, uh, 1915 to 1916. That's a big part of their, their, sort of um voice and the whole point of their band is um basically educating the western world about that uh it is a part of his human history that doesn't seem to get an awful lot of focus and um that is a big part of the whole point of them producing music and um it is a big thing that they support and have often donated to and this year in particular uh we have the rather horrible 2020 um Nagorno-Karabakh war which is currently happening uh, in Artsakh and Armenia and it has spurred System of Down on to produce their first two new songs in 15 years which are Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids um didn't expect this to happen at all and uh yeah it's it's strange all of a sudden that System of Down are are a current prospect um again after so long um, they were on hiatus after the end of the Mesmerized and Hypnotized tour in 2006 until 2010 when they reunited and have basically been a festival sort of like touring band doing greatest hit sets. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they have, they have still been yeah. touring, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, apparently not being particularly good live <laughs> since then. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. I've, I've never seen them live, yeah. um, but I've heard that they're not particularly good. Having said yeah. that, their two new songs I think are pretty bad. Oh really? Interesting. That's interesting. I thought okay. I thought protect the 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 land is super boring and mm. uh, genocide of humanoids is fine, but I think it was pretty yeah. weak by the standards of their previous album. So it might not be a bad thing, yeah. given yeah. given the solo output of uh, <laughs> post system. It might yeah. not be a bad thing that they have uh, <laughs> stopped here. No, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, just to put things in context before we go into this, because. Yeah, it is bizarre to think that they're back and actually producing new music. Um, we should also mention drummer John Dalmayan, who has kind of, um, as far as I'm concerned, tainted my opinion of the band somewhat in recent years. Um, he has recently decided to come out publicly and support Donald Trump's presidency and share some rather worryingly right-wing views for a band that are supposedly massively left-wing. Um, and I don't understand how he fits in with the project at the moment because it seems like he his his own personal uh, political opinions seem to just not vie up with everybody else in the band and they have publicly you know come out and said we don't support his values and things like that that which is, is strange that, that he's is still in the band given the yeah. the first song we're going to discuss here yeah <laughs> so it is bizarre isn't it so let's get let's, so let's get in, let's get into it um, let's kick off so mesmerize. So the first track in this is Soldier Side, but I would like to come back to this one later. Yes, absolutely. Well, this so, is just the intro uh, version, so yeah. it's a little minute sort of refrain from the full song, which uh, does make an appearance in the next record. Um, yeah, nothing particularly special. Just a little melody gives you a bit of the refrain from the, the full song, but it doesn't give you a good idea of what that song is about until we actually deal with it. But the first proper song actual i suppose on mesmerize is byob uh stands for bring your own bombs la, 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 la. everybody's going to the party have a real good time dancing in the desert blowing up the sunshine Stop hearing and come on, this is dry mouth Breaking into Fortnite's feeling 
so I think this is pretty much a modern metal classic, to be honest with you. Um, pretty much a perennial rock club favourite, I think. Uh, if you hear this <laughs> at the rock club, I think you're going to set the uh, dance floor alight, to be honest with you. Um, I can't think of many songs that aren't as indicative of a band than BYOB. I think it's become just as re- well-renowned as things like Chop Suey and Toxicity itself and yeah, Aerials and things like that. And Oh, what a song. Um, I mean, first impressions, Alan. What 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 <laughs> what's it like going back to BYOB? Um, I think I've never really been away from it. And, yeah, um, it. and it's and it's definitely like I remember going to the the old uh, good old metal club in Edinburgh and mm. uni. Yeah, we used to go on a Sunday night and they basically play the same tracks over and over. But I'm pretty sure yep. this was one of them, along with yeah. Down with the Sickness and his kind of metal stompers. Um, just to provide a bit of context, it's 2005 when this album came out, and this is. Yeah. Kind of the rock against Bush era. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you also had, so, you know, 2004, you had albums like um, Bad Religions, The Empire Strikes First, Green Day's American Idiot. So it's all around that time period, and it's yep. got the anti-war sentiment to it. Um, yep. Yeah, this is an absolute beast, isn't it? It's um, yeah, It's yeah. got an absolutely amazing, fat riff to it. It's got a great yep. vocal performance from Surge. It's really, yep. really frantic. Um, and I think it's quite representative of a good system track. It, it's pretty much a pretty much a metal classic. Yeah. 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 No, I agree completely. It's also uh, we should probably mention as well with these two records in particular, Darren's vocals also come to the forefront quite heavily. In comparison to the previous records, um, he was very much a backing vocalist, whereas he kind of shares lead vocal duties on these two records with Serge, and. Um, yeah, he's quite prominent on this one. Obviously, he performs the opening screamy, why do they always bomb the poor bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's very prevalent. He's a higher pitched sort of, um, element vocally in any of the songs on this record. It doesn't sit quite at the same level as, as Serge does, who's probably sort of floating around the mid range. Vocally, like but the, yeah, um, I think um, Surge is really interesting vocalist because he can do everything from death growls to really high pitched stuff, and yeah, yeah, I guess he, I think he'd probably say he, he sits quite comfortably in the baritone range, yeah, yeah, but he, and we, we'll get into this a bit because. Because the singing goes from good to questionable, and it's all over the place from from yes, both of the main strange, from both it, yeah. the main guys, but. Mm. Serge usually sort of covers that tenor to baritone range. I think he's a bit more comfortable in the, the in the baritone voice. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Darren is very much high pitched, quite a nasal, whiny sound at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think yeah. it works in this one because the two of them are actually really good. Um, they they really harmonize each other well. Yeah, they play so off any, each other really so well. Yeah, totally. In the chorus of, of BYOB, they're both think, singing at the same time, and that works really well. And there's also a bit of a breakdown at the end of BYOB where Darren's not really singing. He's just kind of, it's more like a punky, shouty delivery. And I yeah. think that works totally fine too. Yeah, no, agreed. There's plenty to talk about on the um, <laughs> on the vocals as we get through the album. But um, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty good pretty good intro to the band. Yeah. And, um, and and yeah, it it, it really is uh, very very catchy. Is what you oh, mean about, about, about pop metal? I'm not sure if I'm yeah, on board yeah. with the term, but this is yeah, very yeah. poppy. This is very easy to get into, and it's yeah. But it's good because it also doesn't it doesn't shy away from the hardcore bits. No, like absolutely the, not. Absolutely you know, the end of this track isn't isn't what I would call like you know easy listening. Right? No, no, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore. 
No, definitely, definitely. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think Darren does is kind of like the main songwriter when it comes to system music. And I've definitely seen interviews with him saying like his two biggest influences are like Slayer and the Beatles, which <laughs> mm. if you want as good a representation of what this song is about, then yeah, the, the heavy parts are very thrashy and uh, the yeah. singing parts are very sort of, you know, memorable and, you know, Beatles-esque, I suppose. But yeah. Um, so most yeah, of I the, um, most, I think pretty much all the songwriting credits are sort of split between Serge Darren and Chavo. Mm. I don't think, I don't think John Dillman has any. Songwriting credits on I can't remember. I'm just that's just my. Yeah, no. I should probably go on to um, Wikipedia before I just make shit up, shouldn't I? (laughs) Um, It says here all lyrics by Darren Malakian and Serge Tankian, except where noted. Uh, All music written by Darren Malakian, except where noted. And there is only one other song on the record. Uh, Question in particular is written by Tankian and Malakian musically. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Darren does uh, the majority of the music writing. Um, well, that is um, ah okay. So Shavu wrote he he co-wrote Dreaming and You Fig on Hypnotize. That is interesting, um, and it's probably going to undermine something I'll talk about later. So I can't that's why right. <laughs> you do well, your homework, yeah. folks. So this is a good one. Um, yes, move absolutely. on to the next the next one. I also think is also a good one. Uh, the next song is called uh, well, I suppose it's Revenger. <laughs> Big favour of mine. Um, I really like the stuttery sort of galloping. Yeah, big fan of just the way he plays the guitar. There's Darren's playing again. Like there's there's the sort of like you say that Eastern European sort of Asiatic sort of elements that sort of weave in and out of it every now and again, and he does it so effortless effortlessly, and it's such a real staple of their sound. I think I really like that sort of influence that he puts into his music i think it's it's really iconic and um really helps them stand out and you get a bit of that on here but um yeah this is very much um an album track i suppose um i i really like it i think it's got you know again memorable the vocals start to do weird stuff like uh you get the really quick sort of chopsery um sort of surge vocals um that you get on revenger as well um so yeah, it, it, it's very much the the silliness is starting to permeate the songs a little bit. This <laughs> is on. The, I'd say this is on the. Okay, so here's so here's my system of a down theory, right? Because I've okay, okay. I've I've sort of coded all of these songs. I think there's yep. three kinds of system song. There's the political one. Mm-hmm. There's the earnest one, like a sort yep. of sincere delivery, but I didn't call it sincere yep. because the third category is silly, which is originally ridiculous, yep. but that wasn't very fair. And <laughs> I think what changes with these two albums, but particularly Hypnotize, is you can actually separate out the silliness from the songs. Something like, yeah, yeah. so you talked about um, Sugar, which is a really good example that yeah, is yeah. silly, but it's also got a somewhat political, somewhat sincere delivery to it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Chop Suey is sort of, almost almost political and it's serious but it's also got silly bits right yeah yeah um even like they like well, the, the silly bit is a song title which is a joke because they weren't like to yeah, call yeah. suicide i didn't actually realize that until 
yeah, background yeah. listening is that's well, you hear it at the start of the song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're rolling so So um, that is, um, uh, so I think you can separate them into different categories. Uh, yep. so BOIOB is obviously a political song, and Revenge, I think, is a somewhat serious song, um, yeah, yeah. but it's on the verge of becoming silly, but it's quite. Good and it's got the la 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 yeah, yeah. like a lot, lot of nice oh, yeah. melodies to it. Um yeah, just um very very good songwriting actually. Mm. Yeah, no, um, and, I, and I think all the different bits of the band are complementing each other really well, like the drums in this track. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um yeah, I mean criticize John Darmine all you want for his uh, political opinions, but I think he's a beast on the kit. So <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, he, he really does punctuate um the song's really well he's he's got an awful lot of energy in that boy um and yeah it comes through with songs like this which have i'd say quite challenging quite interesting guitar sections but he matches them really well with his drum playing and i think it's uh yeah punctuates it all really nicely but yeah really like revenger so um here's a silly song <laughs> so, so well well so next up we've got we got cigarro And Cigarro, I have actually categorized this as a political song. Okay, um, wow, okay. Um, a song that starts with my cock is much bigger, much than, bigger than yours. <laughs> my cock can walk right through the door. Um, <laughs> yes, because because it's um, cause it's not just talking about penises. It, it's yeah. it, it's t- talked about as a metaphor for weaponry. So this yes, is, again, absolutely. this is a good example of how they kind of can often blend the, the silly and the political. So this, this track is somehow only two minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's um, it's got loads of really, really frantic riffing. Um, yep. This is where you can hear Darren's very, very fast playing with the do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of energy in the drums. I think this also has um some of Serge's best singing on the album, and even Darren mm. is really all right here. Um, yeah, yeah. Particularly the the fantastic breakdown at one minute where I've written that. Can't you see that I love my cock? Yeah, yeah. He follows the guitar line, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yes, um, um, I think a song's pretty much perfect. It's in and out oh, in two yeah. minutes. It's excellent, excellent. Stuff. Absolutely love it. It was actually the first song I heard of this record because they released it in advance of the album as a free download. Um, and the website version that you could download um, has a drumstick counting that doesn't feature on the album version, mm. so <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> but otherwise, it's exactly the same song. Um, yeah, no, I love Cigarro. I think it's an absolutely fantastic song. It's got a real crazy energy. It's really fun, um, even if the lyrics are a bit obtuse and strange in places. But um, I think that that's cate- you know very categorical of System of a Down, to be honest with you. I think. I think if the, the way, moments, yeah, the slightly weird pretentious kind of, lyrics I think are a are a surge thing. Yeah. And completely. the the slightly more shitty lyrics I would say are a Darren <laughs> thing. And actually I have been looking back at some of the track listing and my my comments and hypnotize I think will will hold up with the official Wikipedia line. So I <laughs> get my rallying my confidence. Yep. Oh, there we go, there we go. So, um, so, so next yeah. up we've got um radio video. Hey man, look at me rocking out. I'm on the radio. Hey man, look at me rocking out. I'm on the radio. They take me away from the strange 
Um, is it an interesting one? Um, so I, I've put this in the earnest category because it's about yep. it's about Darren growing up and I don't know something some bollocks like that. Um, this like I really like the intro riff. Um, mm. I don't mind the chorus, but I think it's all a little bit too goofy and it doesn't quite yeah. go far enough over its four minute runtime and it feels like a short song dragged out into a long one. Yeah, um, yeah, and. And this is where I think that this this strikes me as a Darren track because he does quite a lot of like really weird songwriting. And the other thing that Darren does is he brings different sounds into the songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like the the folky bridge. And yeah, this, the sort of umpa umpa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't justify why I like <laughs> yeah. it, but I don't. But I don't hate it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think if anything, I th- I've always preferred when the band go for the melody and and the catchy sort of hooks and things because i think they do them really well and i think those moments on radio video stand out more than i think like the chorus to be honest with you which i think is really kind of lazy mm-hmm. um just that whole just just saying radio and video and dragging out the o for ages is just there's not a lot of melody to it it doesn't really like strike me as something that i'm gonna really you know yeah. take away and stick in my head and be really earwormy. I do think it, the it lyrics are that. really lazy in this. And, and, yeah, yeah, and it's totally. like it's, it's not the it's not the laziest one. Um, mm. <laughs> not the, that's that's common. That's common. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think and, and this is I think we'll get into this more and hypnotize a little bit. But some yeah. of the songs you think really did this did this need to be here? Like yeah, what, yeah. what are we what are we what are we achieving here? Because yeah, why would yeah. you do Cigaro, which is two minutes long in and out, and why is this four minutes when it has less ideas in it? That's yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? This is it. And it's not um, like I don't like the song. I think the juxtaposition between, like you say, the folky sort of umpar bits and the choruses is quite a, a nice sort of dynamic. I really like that. Um, and I like what the verses and you know the melody is doing outside of the chorus but i just like i say i just think the chorus is a bit lazy and it, and it becomes yeah. a little bit of a skipper for me yeah um but yeah um we then move on to this cocaine makes me feel like i'm on this song there's nothing wrong with me there's something wrong with you there's something wrong with me i hope it's something doesn't need the face so we're crying for our next fix there's nothing wrong with me there's something wrong with you there's something wrong with me i hope it's something doesn't need the face so we're crying here is the obligatory track about taking drugs that they must do in every album. <laughs> drugs are really cool. Wow, we edgy. Um, I think this one works all right because yep. it's really short. But the vocals, I think, are not good, especially especially the squeaky Darren backing vocals. But yeah, the high pitched thing. I, hitting, I, I could I could tell it was going to annoy you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they but the and also Surge is hitting this kind of nasal <laughs> register that I don't. Re- I I think he's I think he's out of his element there. I don't think it does yeah. the song any favors, and I think this is probably the weakest track on Mesmerize. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually quite like it. Um, and I had a feeling that it was probably going to go this way because I was getting <laughs> sick vibes from it with the vocals. It was all silly and daft and everybody was kind of doing their own thing. And I didn't, I, I know it didn't quite vie up, but for whatever reason, it was just, don't drag sex into this. Like, they, they listen yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Don't drag them yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really like it, how this one works out. It, I think it's quite comparable to Cigaro in that it's a short sort of blast of energy. Um, it's it's got a real sort of driving quality to it. It's it, it's really just non-stop kind of full pelt song. 
Um, but yes, I do agree that the vocals could be a tad annoying to people who are not familiar with, um, you know, System or Surge and Darren in particular. Well, like, um, I, I, I think, I think they're, like, I think, um, Surge is, I think Surge is a really, really good singer. Um, mm. I think Darren is fine. I think he's better. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's better. He's, he's better as a, a backing vocalist. Yeah, but yep. I but I, I got a lot of time for Serge as a singer. I think he's very good. And actually, I think in his his first solo album, you know, he's puts in a good vocal performance, even if the tracks aren't that interesting. I just there's something about the mm. range he's in for this one, and um, we'll definitely get into it in some other tracks where it's just it all just sounds a bit monotonal and crap. And I think they could have done yeah, something yeah. more interesting. That that's all. It's not that he's a bad yeah, singer. Yeah. It's just that it's just not not particularly interesting vocally. And because they are actually no, quite right, a right. because they're quite a vocal led band. Um, yeah, yeah, and and there's because I mean there's certainly there's there's very little going on with the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that just yeah, just grates on me a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, and again, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? We're just going to have to agree to disagree because I I didn't mind it at all. I actually really yeah, quite like, like this this song in particular. It didn't offend um, me. It's just a skipper. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, I I would skip radio video, but I don't know if I'd skip this cocaine. So uh, yeah, that's fair enough. That's all good. <laughs> um, we'll move on then to violent pornography. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody fucks. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody sucks. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody cries. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody dies. Can I stop this convention? The best convention in the um, which I feel is a weird sort of like the opposite of radio video in that I really like the chorus, but I think the verses are a bit daft and annoying. <laughs> so um, I, my notes say this is a weird one. Yeah. Um, it is quite catchy. It's got interesting yeah, yeah. vocal and guitar hooks, but it's also yep. super repetitive. Yeah, um, yeah. The chorus, uh, yeah, I've written, has a sing-along quality to it that I love yep. because the lyrics are so preposterous because it's a, <laughs> it's a violent pornography, choking chicks and sodomy. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just so silly. You can't help but sing along to that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, completely. But it's... Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a it's a weird, it's a weird one, and yeah, I and think it's more fun than it is irritating. But there are moments of it where it does get a little bit like annoying in the verses. Um, they they're a little bit too overblown for me. Um, but like on the whole, I do really enjoy the song. Um, there's a song on Hypnotize that we'll get to at some point, which feels like violent pornography times eleven. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, like which makes me appreciate violent pornography a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, um, for just uh, playing it, playing it safe. So, yeah, of. yeah, absolutely. Um, so but we yeah. talked before um, about like how much wider listening you've done and stuff like Scars on Broadway and Surge of Solar yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so one of my broader thoughts about these albums um, that I've now checked on Wikipedia, it seems to yeah. be tenuous but okay, is that <laughs> I think that in these two albums, the Surge Darren partnership is starting to fracture a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think agree. We can actually, actually pick out. Yeah. There's a bit of a clean break between the Surge songs, and they tend to be mm. more political and whiny. Yep. And the Darren songs that have classical rock and roll influences and really bad lyrics. Um, <laughs> so that's so that's kind of where so something like um, violent pornography I think is probably a, a Darren song because it's got this weirdness right. to it. Um, 
something like Visco Cave makes me feel like I'm on the song is more of a more of a surge track. Um, mm-hmm. But I get more of a surge vibe from the stuff like Revenge and and Cigaro and things like that yeah, because yeah. it's very similar to what he did in the Like the Dead. Uh, what tracks yeah. like Empty Walls? It's got a, good, a delightful name track called Beethoven's Cunt. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember um, that title. Yeah, but it's it's kind of political and very sincere, and it's um, almost pretentious. Whereas mm. the Darren stuff tends to just be like it's got more weird music coming in, and the lyrics are just straight up crap. They're not even trying. Um, <laughs> so I'll I have kind of lived where I think there's more of an influence of like, this is all conjectural, right? But where I think there's more influence of one coming in, I've kind of made a note of that said i i would call this a darren song i call this a surge song yeah, um, yeah. so i would say i'd be good with that but that's um that's my big my big play for this um, episode so hopefully it makes sense anyway let's move on <laughs> to let's move on to question Question. Um, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, uh, sorry. It's got an exclamation mark. No, a question. <laughs> question. Um, right. Well, what is there to say about this? I think along with BYOB, I know they were both released as singles, but um, Question is also, as far as I'm concerned, another metal club banger as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I just it, absolutely iconic system of a down song. Um, I think the composition is absolutely brilliant. I love the quite loud dynamic they use on this uh, mm-hmm. lovely juxtaposition between the sort of like delicate verses uh, and then the lovely soaring vocals in the chorus but then, then there's these little moments where they pepper in these really heavy bits and they do the whole la 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 and it's always really dramatic and over the top I love all that stuff um, yeah I think this is one of my favourite System of Down songs of all time um, and it does one of those things which is just Silly and daft, but I've I've always appreciated it. I do love a good fake out ending, <laughs> and they do that at the end of question where it, like it comes back for a, another quick refrain, and I'm just like, oh, I just I love stuff like that. It's just really daft, but um, yeah, I I have so much love for this song. Um, it is a big fave, and yeah, I think it earned its rights to be a single alongside BYOB. I think it's another system classic, to be honest with you. Well, I hate to bring it to you. But mm. you've just covered all of my notes, so I've got nothing to say. <laughs> um, there you like go. I think I absolutely love the staccato verses with Serge yep. whispering over it and the soaring chorus. It goes into that hardcore breakdown. It really yep. shows the band that it's dynamic best. Yeah, um, yep, And totally. uh, just generally really great guitar playing throughout. Oh, and, just. And, that, and that, I guess that to me is like, the the weaker tracks are so disappointing because you get you really do get them at their best and their worst across this. Yeah, yeah, no, this is it. <laughs> but yeah, but this is a this is a phenomenal track. It's it's easily easily one of the highlights. Mm. And it sets us off into like this one two three punch of like brilliant back half bangers. Um, we next oh, we we get evoking, sad you're statue. Evoking the back, you're evoking the back half banger. Oh, there's too many on this record. I need to um, get like sad... a little soundboard clip so I can go back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to work up a little jingle so we can introduce it each time we do it. 
Banger. Um, yeah, totally. So oh, sad, sad statue is an interesting one because it's got a very similar riff to BYOB. <laughs> He's got these like hammer-ons that I really like. The yes, something yes. about that riff. I love that riff so much. Um, yeah, I think this one deserves to be a single. To be honest with you, it's really catchy but really heavy. Um, again, it's it just sort of exemplifies what you come to System of a Down for. Um, and yeah, I it's a bit of a hidden gem on this record in in my mind because yeah, it's it's an album track. Didn't get released as a single, but my words, that opening riff is just so good. Uh, I think the the vocals and the melodies on this are really, really memorable. Um, but yeah, I just... It's a real thrashy one. Like, it's, it's yeah, really good fun. Uh, I think, um, again, another really dynamic song. I think they, the, the vocals and the verse are a little bit repetitive, but the chorus is excellent. And mm. ultimately, you can't deny a big fat system riff. Yeah, yeah, completely. So it's completely. Um, just riff, riffs its way through it. it I, I think this... I would endorse this as a, a back half banger. Yeah, no, well, I'm glad you agree, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> were it not for the fact that the real back half banger is the track that follows it. Yes. <laughs> See, I told you. One, two, uh, three, mate. Question, sad statue, and of course, old school Hollywood. Which is so so catchy, uh, just really really good pop metal stuff as far as I'm concerned. This um, is the I think this is the best silly system song. It's yeah yeah. It's really bouncy and fun. It's absolutely bizarre, and the lyrics are 100 percent serious. So I have uh, <laughs> this is like silly but also serious. I yeah, think this yeah. is where you can hear the the scars on Broadway weirdness starting to creep in. Yeah yeah. Um, and and the only thing I would say about it, because um, it's definitely a back half banger, is mm. that it is tonally a bit incongruous with the rest of the album yeah that's the thing it introduces a little bit of electronica which makes it stand out but also kind of what's like disco like this standalone yeah yeah there's it's like got that four some... on the floor yeah yeah it's good um vocoder voices in it going old school Hollywood yeah 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 Baseball. absolutely yeah it's um <laughs> really really strange and then and and um yeah, so it's about it's about Darren going to some celebrity baseball match. That that is literally what it's about. <laughs> there's no there's no allegory to it. It's just him describing the events yeah. of a baseball game. Uh, I, I I think it's I think it's really fun, and it's actually been in my um, running playlist for, for oh, years and years. I love just this song, man. I'm so glad that you stuck, it, it sticks out with you as well. Um, yeah, it's it, it like you say, it is a Darth song, and probably a bit throwaway conceptually but it all just comes together into this real catchy sort of system of a down pop 
banger. Um, yeah, I, I have an awful lot of fun with this record, with this song in particular. And uh, yeah, I think this should it's have a been great... the club. This should have been the metal club track, not be. Yeah, again, old again, school, like, old school this, there's so much of this back half is just so much fun. You could have, you could play it, yeah, in a rock club, and everybody would hit the floor, and it would be great. Um, yeah, no, agreed completely. I have an awful lot of fun with this. Okay, let's close out Mesmerize then with the final track, which is also about Hollywood, apparently. Um, it's Lost in Hollywood. I wrote you and told you You were the biggest fish out here You should have never gone to I really like this song. I think it's a great closer, and the only moment really of respite this record gives the listener, to be honest with you, it's the only one where the pace sort of slows down quite dramatically, um, gives you some breathing room, gives you a, a little bit more focus on the on the melodies, and I think it's really memorable on the whole, to be honest with you. I, I love the way it takes the drums like ages to finally come in. The, yeah. the introduction to the song is quite sort of sparse instrumentally. Um, yeah, the drums finally come in sort of I don't know, about a minute and a half in, maybe, but um, yeah, it's uh, it never feels like it's missing anything, to be honest with you. Like, um, I just like the way it builds. I think it's um, really memorable, like melody-wise, and uh, yeah, it gives you a moment of <laughs> just a breather, to be honest with you, on an album which has pretty been pretty much non-stop for the entirety of it. It's only a, it's only a thirty-seven minute long record, and um, yeah, you don't really get an awful lot of. Uh, breathing room on this record, but Lost in Hollywood kind of gives you a moment to go. Ah, we've reached the end. <laughs> it is and, a um, it's a really nice coda to the album, and it is yeah. it is very strange that an album as intense as this finishes with basically a ballad with Darren yeah. on lead vocals. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really like the guitars. I think Darren's vocals are not too bad on this. Um, mostly whenever they're they're harmonized with with Serge performing backup duties, I think they work better. Um, yep. it it does have. A couple of things that I am not a fan of in some of Systems' music, which is fairly naff lyrics okay. um, and <laughs> navel gazing about how crap LA is. That I think oh, they, right, yeah, yeah. they go on a little bit too much in there and in, in, in some of their stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. no, that's fair. So, um, but having said that, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really nice coda to the album. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Which brings us to the end of Mesmerize. Um, now, I remember at the time this album in particular really gave me what I wanted from the band and uh, I was very excited for it I remember buying it day of release and I remember I was with some friends at the time and I think we must have gone back to one of 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 my mates and they were all with us and we all basically listened to this album front to back together in a room and didn't say anything for 37 (laughs) minutes and just I've never had that ever again (laughs) in any experience but we all just sat and really love this record and just sort of like sat there and listened to it and I'm like I've never done that with other people before or since and um yeah it, it I have an awful lot of nostalgia for this record I think the the weak points I'm quite happy to look over them because I think it is an album of highs um for me personally um I think it contains some of System's absolute best music 
um, I think conceptually is a nice finite piece. Um, the whole thing sort of comes together really nicely. It runs the gamut of styles and influences and basically tries to fit as many different things in one record as possible in such a short amount of time as well. I think it's, I think it's fantastic, personally. Which is why Hypnotize was such a massive disappointment. So I, I agree with you that, um, I think I listen, I still listen to this all the time. Mm. Um, easily my most listened to system album. Um, yep, so I've been, I've been enjoying getting back into toxicity and some of those deep cuts like, um, yep, yep. like science. Really good yeah, idea. Yeah. Science is an interesting, um, yeah, absolutely. Great song. Deep, deep cut. Um, but, um, this is not the only part of the, the story, is it? Because, yeah, no, this because is Because allegedly this is part of a double album and yeah. the second half of the album is Hypnotize. And yep. I definitely have not listened to Hypnotize as much. Um, mm. And uh, then I listened to it for this and I was very open-minded. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, was, I tried to do a similar thing in that, like, yeah, I, I definitely... My opinion of Hypnotize has been tainted somewhat because I think I compare it too heavily to Mesmerize, which I think is front to back one of my favorite system records. Whereas Hypnotize goes Look, goes for stuff for something a little bit. Is that on you? Is that is that your fault for for I comparing think it, the two? Considering I think it is six months of I think it is to be honest with you because that was one of the things. One thing. Yeah, this is the thing. That was one of the things I was reminding myself while I was listening to Hypnotize for this play and for, you know, um, my listening for this with this podcast was, this is a, a much more different record, and I think it has been a little bit unfair of me to compare it to Mes Mesmerize. Now, I know they are obviously supposedly two parts of a double album, and they're always, they're, that's always going to be the case. It's always going to draw comparisons to Mesmerize, right? But I think what Hypnotize is trying to do is something different and give you the moments that you don't get on Mesmerize as a full record. You get an awful lot of the slower jams, longer conceptual songs, um, and more emphasis on melody over just really quick, fast, out-and-done, like, heavy songs that you get an awful lot of on Mesmerize. Hypnotize doesn't do that nearly as much. And I think I was unfair to judge it that way, but it still doesn't mean that I think it, you know, having that having that knowledge of it being a different record doesn't help save it in any way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it a good record. So, yeah, yeah. well, let's before we before we do our final thoughts, maybe we should we should attack the album. Uh, Absolutely, by the first track, which is <laughs> Attack. Look, it's been a long time since I listened to this album, and this is a much better intro than I was expecting. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got a it good feels, crunchy riff. There's a bit of Eastern yeah. European influence in there that I and I really enjoy that when when System weave it into their songs because there's yep. very few other bands that sound like that. So yeah. I, I I quite like this one. I think it's actually a, a decent track. 
Yeah, absolutely. I said this exact same thing. I, the first word of my notes on attack is decent enough high energy mm. SOAD song that dips in and out of melody and heaviness. And I think, yeah, that's a pretty good summation of it, to be honest with you. I think that, again, the, the, the chorus attack, attack, attack vocal is a bit lazy. Um, mm-hmm. I much prefer more melody in my choruses than, than just shouting a single word over and over. But, um, outside of that, I think it's very much uh, in keeping with what's come before with Mesmerize, I think Attack would fit quite easily on that record, to be honest with you. It's got that nice uh, juxtaposition of heaviness and melody, catchy enough, and yeah, I think it's a decent enough song. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it at all. It's it's not a bad song, by any means. What is a bad song, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the next song is Dreaming. I suspect this is the song that put me, you, and everybody else off hypnotize because yeah. it's a complete mess. The verses are just... so annoying. That... Yeah. Yeah. This is not Never good. liked that melody. Never and liked it at all. I really, really hate it. And the chorus is rubbish. They yeah. Someone kick me out of my mind. That's a pseudo profound Darren bit. And, and to me, this is just the band starting to fracture with a song that wants to have it both ways, but it's yeah. not good at either of them. Um, and so... I. Before the show, I sent Lewis some pictures of my newly painted office and yep, um, yep. <laughs> and suggest now we're listening to System of a Down while we painted the office. So we put on the first album, like their debut, enjoyed that. Yep. I was like, I'll we'll put on, put on uh, a bit of Hypnotize. <laughs> and oh, the second God. track, she's just like, my head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and we turned it off. It's just, we couldn't, oh. couldn't, oh, it's bad. It's a really yeah. bad song. Like, it's, yeah. it's, oh. It's because that riff at the start of Dreaming is really thrashy and heavy and the vocal melody they've chosen for it just doesn't fit it at all. It's like really irritating and abrasive that the way they've chosen that, that melody to, to fit with that riff. It just doesn't work at all. I don't even um, think this is the worst track on the album. Yeah, it's, it's not great one, is it? Um, no, I'm saying I don't think it is the worst. I think it actually I think it actually gets worse than this. But Oh, okay. Yeah, no, wow. that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I there's, there's some moments I don't mind. I quite like the breakdown when the melody becomes more prominent later on in the song. Um, but I just, yeah, like I say, that it's that, it's that opening riff and that that melody that they 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 sing together. Like Darren and Serge are sort of layered on each on each other, and they're they're doing different parts. They don't fit, and it becomes more irritating when like Darren's vocal becomes more prominent in the second bar. I think it is. Oh, it's it's just. A mess of a song, and yeah, not a great start do, to this record. Do you, know what, do you know what the sound reminds me of? Um, so Go on. This, is a bit, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's good. Um, so we um, we spent Christmas at the in-laws, and um, we were watching the Red Turtle. Have you seen the Red okay. Turtle? It's a it's, Ghibli film, isn't it? It's it, it, it kind of it, it, it's it's Ghibli producer assisted, I guess right? You could say. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's got I haven't a really seen it nice, mind, but it's yeah. got a really nice soundtrack, but it's got opera in it. And my okay. um, father-in-law has a tinnitus, and, uh, <laughs> and he just couldn't handle 
<laughs> Whatever oh. the tone of the opera was, it was just going right through him. And he's like, turn down the sound. <laughs> and he's never a guy that ever turns down. It's normally me asking him to turn down the sound. Oh, um, God. I don't think he would enjoy the vocals in Dreaming. <laughs> I think they would go right through him. Well, neither do we. Yeah. So I think we can bond with him on that part. Um, oh, God. Anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about Dreaming and let's actually move on. Uh, we'll talk about track three, which is Kill Rock and Roll. So like the I think this is another serviceable track, to be honest with you. Pretty memorable, quite poppy. Um, I like how it progresses. It feels like it meets a nice, satisfying crescendo by the end of the song. I like the way it builds. Um, Could have done without the weird eat all the grass refrain. (laughs) Um, But yeah, other than that, I think, again, like Attack, it's a decent enough sort of amalgamation of System of a Down bits that you expect from the band. And I think it's a it's a better song than the previous one, definitely. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it's. I think I would call this a Darren song because okay. it explicitly yep. talks about rock and roll. Um, yep. Lyrics are almost embarrassingly puerile. Like, <laughs> I felt like the biggest asshole when I killed your rock and roll. And apparently, <laughs> rock and roll was named as like some rabbity hit or something. Like, that's just. Oh, okay. That's just crap. But this is where you get all these weird. Um, weird influences coming from other places, which I think is a very, a very Darren thing. Um, yeah, but again, I find this pretty through away. Um, yeah, I could do without the eat all the grass that you want refrain, yeah, which is explained yeah. by the fact that rock and roll is allegedly a rabbit. But it's like, it's mm. almost like it's 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 trying to be edgy. Yeah, but, but it's, it's just isn't but, one of the but lines but mow really, down the sexy people or something like that. Yeah, it's just mm. like it. it do, do you know that? Do you know where I'm coming from? That like, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like agree. the surge ones are like the sur- all that um, attack with pesticides and stuff. That's yeah, very, yeah. that's very surge. You know, oh, this is political. People are being killed, and and, yeah, and yeah. Darren is like, yeah, oh, all the guff, um, yeah, and and that's where I think when the two of them work together, it's a nice blend. Yeah, it starts to it starts it starts to separate out. Like they, like the layers of the old paint I was using the other day. You know, you know, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. The layers of emulsion start to separate. Somebody needs to come in and mix them up with a stick. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, I just don't know. Like, it's it's fine. Yeah, this is but this is how I feel about it. Everything well. on completely, mesmerize. Completely serviceable, but nothing special. Let's put it that way. Um, right, it's title track time. Uh, it's hypnotize. Why don't you? Have- it's at Tiananmen Square There's fashion The reason Why they were there They disguise it Hypnotize it Television Made you buy it I'm just sitting In my car And waiting for and it's uh, one of the two singles from this record. A uh, lot of radio play, I remember, for this one. And I remember seeing the video quite a lot on Kerrang! as well. And, um, 
it's a solid enough slow jam, I guess. Um, I think it's pretty memorable. It's got some good melodies. Nice that they managed to maintain a slower pace song and break up the speed like that you don't get on Mesmerize. I think it's nice that you get a little bit of variety on this record in tempos. Um, yeah, I, I especially... I, th- I think Hypnotize works better when you compare it to something like Mesmerize because it's like, okay, here's, here's, here's a slow song that's memorable and has the features that you expect from System and, and it manages it without going 100 miles an hour all the time like, like the previous record. And, and, and I appreciate that. I like, you know, a bit of, I like to be taken on a journey when I go on a record and I feel like Hypnotize at least tries to do something different with a different tempo and not beat you over the head the entire time. However, it's fine for me. I think it's an alright song. I don't think it's particularly anything special. Um, and the trade-off in the vo- verses between Serge and Darren, don't know whether I like that. I think I would have much preferred to just hear Serge sing it, to be honest with you. Um, because he does the whole... Why don't we Square? Oh, and then Darren does that. <laughs> And it's just like, all right, calm down. <laughs> um, my notes are, this sucks from the first line and then Darren comes in and it gets even worse. I just find this song so slow and boring. They, okay, why yeah. don't you ask the kids at Tiananmen Square? I was like, are you yeah. serious? So yeah. I think you're going to open a song. And yeah. then Darren comes in and goes, they just it. And then it's yeah. all the usual guff about propaganda and TV that passes for social commentary. <laughs> I just find it all a bit lazy. Not really much yeah. more to say. It's a bit slow. It's a bit boring. Gets more interesting around two minutes, but but not enough to redeem it. I find it baffling that this mm. was a single. Yeah, um, because yeah. it is the least System of a Down single ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just just find it really, really stultifyingly <laughs> dull. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said it in as a. Uh... <laughs> blunter terms that I wasn't going for, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm yeah. I it, it's fine. It's fine. I don't. I don't particularly feel the need to come back to it ever. To be honest with you, um, no, and yeah, no. I don't think. It's, yeah, I don't think it's a particularly strong single either. It's like you say, um, yeah, not not for me either. Um, and yeah, I think, <laughs> like you say, you've been a little bit more blunt there and said more what I wanted to say with uh, in in as. <laughs> and as and as little a term, but um, yeah, I, I, I again, like like I say, I, I I kind of appreciate the change in speed and uh, not trying to do the same thing over and over. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a solid enough song to be honest to justify its length and its its very few amount of ideas. There's a nice little moment where you get some more Eastern European sort of Asiatic elements sort of permeate the bridge. Um, but yeah, on the whole, it's not a great song, is it? I'm, 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 I'm finding it hard to find the words to say. Uh, skip this. <laughs> so just, um, just skip it. Okay, well let's yeah. let's move on to the next song then, which is yeah, um, which... stealing society. it all fading to skies living it all fading to skies watching it all fading to skies 
and yeah, um, this is more like it. <laughs> so, like, this isn't the worst song on the album, mm. but it is perhaps the best example of what I think is this Serge Darren split. And this is the only song where I, I've sort of said "Hypnotize" is meant to be a political song. Um, this is both earnest and silly at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it starts off Serge style, him whining on and on and a nasal rage with <laughs> blue skies and blue suns and fighting yeah. and whatever and then halfway through darren comes in with some weird surf rock and lyrics yeah. about drugs and swearing because that's all darren <laughs> ever writes songs about it is yeah the um the immortal line um well it goes on and on but, but it, it gets into this refrain where it's i'm looking for a mother that'll get me high just a stupid motherfucker if i die i die over <laughs> and over and that, that always becomes percussive like yeah I just think this is really, really weird. I don't know. I don't know why Serge knows stuff about you know all the sun setting and two two sons are fighting yep. and all this. And and then and then Dan's going like, no, nah, it's just a song about big drugs and and not even able to say motherfucker. It's just totally weird. And it is totally weird, weird and, and incongruous. And I, and I and I don't think I don't think it works at all. Oh, fair enough. Well, I think it does for me personally. Um, again, it's a part. Of- part of why i like system is because they're weird and yeah there's there's um there's an awful lot of that on this there's a big sort of thrashy riff and a relentless pace to it like you said there's a weird sort of surf rock element to it um and yeah i just like that the heavy parts are always partnered with these really catchy melodies um and you get an awful lot of that on ceiling society i think it's one of the hypnotized highlights for me personally um really but yeah um it gives me more of what I want from System. I, I know it's strange and bizarre, and I don't know whether it all quite works, but ah, it's kind of why I like System, really. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, next up, we've got Tentative. Ceremonies of guilt, religion, they provide the mask of prestige, blue shadows around the front, the true believers have us bathed in sunlight while you are walking on the desert What do you think of this one? Yeah, I don't know if this one works for me at all, to be honest with you. I think it's very atonal and kind of lacking in melody. Um, until the chorus, which almost saves it. Hey, hey, he says save a lot. <laughs> <God>. um, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't got an awful lot of notes on this one because it just doesn't click for me, unfortunately. I think it's a strange I, old song. I actually, when I got to this point, I think, oh my, thank God, it's actually a decent track. Um, ah. I think I think this has got a really good riff to it. It's a bit more hardcore. Okay. I think yep. it's got better vocal harmonies in the chorus that play to both the strengths of Sir Jan Darren. Actually, has a bit of thought and depth to it, and I think that they the the sort of bridge around the two minute mark with the where he says, "Where do you expect us to go when the bombs fall?" I think it's yeah, actually yeah. quite actually quite poignant and clever, and that's kind yeah, of more yeah. what I expect from System is hardcore yep. riffs, something to make you think, good chorus, and and the. The singing in the very last line is really lovely. Yeah, it's really yeah. perfect. Darren is perfectly in tune. It's like, oh, that's a really nice finish. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, really, yeah, no. that's 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 delightful. So I actually think this is this is one of the better ones. Well, well there you go. That's that's uh, we're obviously coming at this band from different angles here because yeah, I'm 
I definitely didn't click with this one for whatever reason. I just found it a bit strange and atonal and, like I say, lacking in the sort of hooks and melodies that I expect from a System of a Down song. Um, like I, I quite like the chorus, but um, yeah, I just it didn't um, didn't grab me in the way that I like. Didn't, certainly didn't grab me in the way I liked Stealing Society, for example, for example, which I know that you bounced off. So it, yeah, we're definitely definitely hitting this in a different way. It's, it's getting us in a different way. Um, we'll move on then to you, Fig. Which is a song I always forget about completely. <laughs> Why would that um, be? It's, Why, yeah, uh, it's got quite what? an unassuming intro, um, and then it sort of explodes into a big thrashy sort of riff. Um, chorus doesn't work with me. I don't like the thing. I think it's really irritating. So you fig apparently stands for you flag waving ignorant geeks. Okay. Like I think this is a bad song built around a decent riff. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's I find it very unimaginative stuff, very, yeah. very skippable. Again, yep. this is a, a surge track of those who wants to come with me and join the cause. It doesn't really mean anything. Something about bombs, yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just not not very not very high quality stuff. No, not at all. There's some nice sort of quiet quite loud dynamic at the end that happens a bit later in the song. Um, which I, I enjoyed. But yeah, for on the whole Again, it's one of the songs I, I always forget about, and I'm sure I will forget about it in the coming days since having to listen to it for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. I, forgot, I forgot about it again until, we, <laughs> until I was finalizing my notes before we recorded yeah. this. It is, uh, it's yeah. uh, pretty bad. Yeah, just, not a great just, song. Not a great it's just song dull. It's just dull. It's not like yeah. it's not it's not offensive to to my ear like dreaming. Mm. It's just not very good. Yeah. Speaking of dull, um Holy Mountains is next. <laughs> conversation mm. right so i've put that i think the intro and the opening rift coupled with their sort of ah that's really really good and i like that an awful lot but then the song soon devolves into this weird meandering overlong boring snore fest of a thing and i just don't vie with it the only time i come around to enjoying it again is when that intro riff and the ring comes back <laughs> later on in the song and it ends it um i think that's a great riff i think it's a really good little vocal melody even though there's no like lyrics there but i think the melody's got really solid um and it's quite dramatic and overblown and i kind of like that with a system of a down but i just feel like the actual verses and the choruses and it's just i can't there's nothing for me to grab onto there it just doesn't feel like it has any ideas and there's just sort of meanders around and 
doesn't settle into a vibe and annoyingly becomes the longest song on the record as well <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so this so this is a song kind of explicitly about the Armenian genocide yeah and um, I think it's got it's got a similar structure and build up to something like aerials off toxicity I, yeah I actually think this is a really good track I think it's good great mm, singing from Serge, go. we, a bit of a slow build I, I like the this is probably the closest thing to a proggy track yeah, I, I hear you that it's very repetitive, and this mm. is where this is where system can't do prog, because yeah. all they do is go, oh well, we'll, we'll do that again. Yeah, um, back to that idea. Yeah, but yeah. I do like the the mega breakdown around the three minute mark with that kind of almost like like miserly kind of shredding to it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think this is where you know they can actually do interesting politics without shoving it in your face. Sometimes they can be subtle, and that can be quite that can be quite moving and and thoughtful. It's the same yeah. kind of thing as like question that kind of a vibe to it so i actually really like this one this is one of the few songs in this album i uh would 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 care to listen to but again like it's but again it is kind of it doesn't really fit with the rest of the album yeah definitely takes a lot of the air out of it yeah and again like i i appreciate the change of pace and i I, and i like that they're willing to experiment with slower paces and just you know try try something a little bit different make this record stand out a little bit more on its own as something different offering something different to mesmerize but i don't know if i like that different unfortunately <laughs> I, I just think this is probably the closest this comes to doing something really sincere yeah yeah especially no, I, I, especially I when we get from. onto the what comes after it yeah so yeah remember when i said about violent pornography being like a song on Hypnotize that's turned up to 11. This is that song. <laughs> uh, and so that song is Vicinity of Obscenity. Vicinity of Obscenity in your eyes! Terracotta, pie! Is that a perfect way of loving you, baby? So again, this is a bad song built on a great riff. Yeah, there's, I mean, it has its moments, doesn't it? There's a weird disco bit, which I kind of like. <laughs> um, but it's just... Oh, it's really irritating. I hate the vocals. Um, just oh, the performances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is just... Just a load of repetitive nonsense about yeah, banana yeah. terracotta pie. And then yeah. you've got the, the chorus, which uh, goes all disco, and it's something about whores with bad feet. And, yeah, and yeah. on backup vocals, we've got Alvin and the Chipmunks. Look, this song's crap, but you really, really yeah. need to to listen to this. Yes, the, the chorus is, Do we all learn defeat from the whores with bad feet? Beat the meat. Treat yep. the feet to the sweet milky seat, and then he says, "Banana, banana, banana, terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie." A, a lot, yeah, a lot. Um, it's just complete is, nonsense. I, I, re- oh. it really irritates me. Um, it, they go too far into the into the silly on this one, and uh, yeah, I. It why really ruins. It, why would this you do? Why would you do a song about the Armenian genocide? And then followed up with this. Yeah, that's absolutely. I, that's you just undermine like, like anything yeah. that you're trying to to, to to achieve with this record. Um, 
Oh, fucking yeah, fucking no, bizarre. I mean, you can tell Holy how much it irritates me. I'm just, just groaning and making noises. <laughs> and, I, and I think um, this is a, this is one where I think Serge and Darren are working together. Serge kind of handling the verse duties and then the goofy disco shit is, is got Darren written all over it. Yeah. But this is just so strange and, and bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is it the worst track in the album? Or is it yeah, I don't know because um, so, she's so like heroin up, is pretty she, bad as she's well. She's like heroin, and this I would say is a Darren track. She's like heroin, sipping through a little glass. I'm looking for some help. I need someone to save her ass. Chinese tricks in rooms with ghosts of hooker girly dudes. Me and heroin, maybe we can make some cash selling ass. Selling ass for heroin. Selling us for heroin. Us. Selling us for heroin. Us. Selling us for heroin. Drugs. Drugs. Oh, sorry, my watch is going off. It's, it's asking <laughs> if I want to order some heroin. Clearly. Um, <laughs> so, so she. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sell my ass for heroin. Like, <laughs> it's just classic Darren. Ah, uh, drugs, swearing, whores. I find the vocals immediately grating. Yeah. Um, I There's think no it's melody to them. They're sort of like spoken, oh. lot of like she's like heroin sipping yeah. through. It's awful. Oh, um, the but I can't deny horrible. that the chorus, which is just the words "selling ass for heroin," is quite catchy. And <laughs> <laughs> inc- increasingly saying "ass" louder and louder, like he's the angry video. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to get the chance to just shout "ass" at you. <laughs> ass. <laughs> It's just, oh, so like, I don't know oh, if I hate it more than Vicinity of Vicinity. To be honest with you, I think that one's that. I think that one's the the worst track, the track on the album for me. I don't know whether she's like heroin's worse, but um, it's still not great. Let's put it that way. It's, the fact it's that you're having a conversation like, suggests problems. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? Doesn't it just? I I don't know. I think I think because I like the selling ass for heroin chorus. Um, I think the Sound is probably worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I then agree. Um, when you think, you know, is there going to be some respite from this? Uh, we get Lonely Day. The most loneliest day of my life. The most loneliest day of my life. Such a Which I suppose is respite, isn't it? And I think I um, have learnt to like it more because it immediately follows She's Like Heroin. Um, it's just a catchy little slow jam. It's kind of similar to Hypnotize in its structure. Um, it's nothing particularly special about it. It's just, just the, the songwriting is really robust. I think it's really catchy. It's It does what it needs to do. It's in and out and over and done with pretty quickly. It doesn't run out of uh, ideas. It doesn't. It's not over long. Um, and I can see why it was chosen as a single. You know, it makes sense to me personally. Um, but as a system of a down song, it's pretty by the books, isn't it? It's not particularly special or anything like that. I don't think that it has anything 
that you you come you wouldn't for example you wouldn't put this on at the rock club would you everybody'd already sleep um whereas yeah i mean we've spoken about it like songs like byob and question are just absolutely you know everything that you want from a system song lonely day is just a bit of respite isn't it it's like it's catchy enough nice little earworm does it does what it needs to do it's in and out and it's done with so um I'm I'm going to describe my problem with Lonely Day to you. Here are okay. the lyrics to Lonely Day. All right. Such a lonely day, and it's mine. The most loneliest day of my life. Yep. Such a lonely day should be banned. It's a day that I can't stand. The most loneliest day of my life. And yeah. so it goes on, and it goes yeah. on, and on. Yeah. Such a boring day. <laughs> the most boringest day of my life. I, look... You can see why people describe this album as the B-sides to mesmerize, can't you? Yeah. This is just this is just a filler shite. Now, the, the only interesting thing about this is that the guitar solo in the track is actually quite good. But there's no yeah, build-up to it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And if you want to do a guitar solo, just do it a la Eruption or something. Just do a one-minute solo track yeah. rather than all this padding. Like I just think this is so phenomenally boring. Mm. I, I don't think it's I don't think there's really any artistic merit to it whatsoever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's just it just comes across as lazy, lazy. I yeah. think, is, and I don't I don't like to use the word lazy. No, no, no because it, because it, because it probably did put effort into it, but it's mm. just crap. Yeah, yeah. It's so again mad that it was a single. Um, I don't understand nuts. why they chose "Hypnotize" and "Lonely yeah. Day," but yeah. I don't know why they bothered to record it. I think that's the thing that perplexes me the most. <laughs> so now we get to the end of the album, and it's finally mm. time to come back to Soldier Side. think of this one is the full version the full album closer version and i really like this song a lot actually um i think it's a great album closer uh, it feels varied and dramatic and it's got those memorable hooks that i expect from system of a down it's it's pretty much everything i want from a system of a down song and it's not going 100 miles an hour uh, it manages to do it at the slower pace and actually contain everything really well and not make me feel bored at any given point i think it it, it has all the elements I'd, I'd want at as the slower pace and it achieves that it's it's a really solid little track the only thing i'd say is that i feel like the main melody that they use for the intro version that welcome to the soldier side um i think that works better with the stripped down instrumentation than it does with the heavier riff in the full version um that's the only that's the only slight I'd say against it personally.
But I think this is a great song. I think it's um, a really good album closer. Um, and it, it encapsulates the things I like about System of a Down, but at a, at a slower pace. So, you know, well done. They achieved the, <laughs> the thing that they kept trying to do on this record, but not quite getting there because it would always meander and just get a bit dull and boring. Whereas I don't think Soldier Side is boring at all. How about you? Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a mm. great ending track, really good lyrics. And again, mm. they can, they can do, they can do good stuff like this. Yeah. Cause this one has like, well, it's obviously a bit soldiers going away, but it's got some very interesting lyrics. Like it's uh, they were crying when their sons left. God is wearing black. He's gone so far to find no hope. He's never coming back. Like that's, oh, so that's, that's a good, that's, that's a great good. line. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like I think, I think it's a superb track and it, mm. um, when it comes, when it finally comes back to that, you know, welcome to the welcome to the soldier side. There's no one here but me. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck it, it all, it all finally makes sense. Maybe it yeah, is connected yeah. to mesmerize. And it's 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 so good that it makes you think maybe the rest of the album wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if if it was an album of songs like this, then it would have been fantastic. But yeah, it's it it is unfortunately the highlight in an otherwise confused and just slapdash approach like to writing that didn't really vie at all you know it, it just didn't tie up in any way it didn't produce any songs where i'm just like that's an soad classic um that's that's a song i want to hear on the dance floor that's that's something i want to absolutely go nuts to and have a bit of a dance to just just doesn't happen on hypnotize at all but soldier side is a damn damn good song and if there's anything that you need to take away from hypnotize it's that song um don't worry about listening to the entire album. So get Soldier uh, Side on. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what are your final thoughts? But I think we've come to consensus that Mesmerize rocks and Hypnotize sucks. Like, I, yep. I really have listened <laughs> to a lot of Hypnotize lately, and I've really tried to give it the benefit of the doubt. But it, yeah. it is mostly filler shit. It is. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is not a. It's not a good album. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it's just. It's just not enjoyable. So this is where yeah. we're going to disagree, which is where I think. What System should have done was to take the songs Attack, Tentative, Holy Mountains, and Soldier Side, shoved those onto Mesmerize, and called it a day. Um, there's plenty of room. Mesmerize is only 36 minutes, and I've actually I've made yeah, a yeah. I've made an Apple Music playlist called Hypnorize. Um, <laughs> so if you if you follow me on Apple Music um, at AG Bear, it's been 52 minutes. And so what I did was um, I took Mesmerize, I put Attack and Tentative in after Question, and then I put Holy okay. Mountains and Soldier Side right at the very end. I think you have to end it with Soldier Side, but I wasn't quite sure what yeah, to, yeah. where to shove. Holy Mountains in there, but I think it would be weird after old school Hollywood. <laughs> so I didn't want to break up those those. I'm blocks. certainly intrigued to try that as a as a listening experience. I think that would, yeah, I can see what you're, I can see what you're going for there. I definitely agree. But um, but um, but uh, but hypnotize is, is probably. Uh, I think it's probably the first album we have covered on Cast Iron that I think is truly bad. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I agree, and I think. This is why System and them doing new music has been such a touching point for a lot of people where it's like, do you want new music from them or do you just want them to play the hits? Because I think they're, they're right in becoming a festival circuit, like touring greatest hits band, because I think if they do anything else off the back of these two releases, it's like, well... It could be a mesmerized, but it could be a hypnotized. You know, like, <laughs> don't know if I want that again. To be honest, um, um, I mean, having listened to, and this is we're going to talk a little bit about scars on Broadway. Uh, so Serge's stuff, 
I don't think holds up very well. I don't think I yeah. like. I think I like the Dead was okay at the time, but mm. it's got that kind of full edginess to it, and I don't think it really holds up. And it's missing. It's missing some Darren riffs. Yeah, and I think Scars on Broadway is crap. I just. Really? I know you like it. I think it is so goofy and bad really cringeworthy <laughs> i am so glad he released one album and went away i think it's really terrible stuff that, well that, that alan chemical um, song there is a second scars on broadway album that you have not listened to so um. I, and I i have no desire to do so <laughs> no desire oh i love scars on broadway but um all right we'll, so, we'll talk about that in a minute, but let's do uh, favorite songs right let's, favorite let's song do, of mesmerize favorite song of hypnotize um okay so what, i'm so gonna guess favorite, mm, okay. for right, you what, yeah um off mesmerize i'm thinking question Oof. like it's it's hard i mm. i could go between question cigarro and byob on any given day to be mm. honest okay but um, um but uh but question is easily one of the, the top three Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, um, and for Hypnotize, um, this is tough. It's, it's, well, it's, well, no, it's not tough, is it? I've just realised. It's Soldier Side. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the, the only only truly good track. Yeah, sorry, I was just I was looking uh, down the track list and I was just yeah. like, oh, wait, wait a minute, we just literally spoke about the best song on the album. So um, I, think, yeah. I think that's obviously your choice. Yeah, I'd say that. You, 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 were, you, were, you were standing pretty hard for Question. I don't know if that's your favourite track on that one. Oh, for the longest time it probably was. And yeah, I think I, I would say so. But I think Sad Statue does edge it ever oh, so slightly okay. for me at the moment. Um, I really, really enjoy that song. But yeah, again, you, you're in the right ballpark. So, <laughs> Right then, further listening. Um, so Yeah, so I, I struggled with this. Um, mm. I, I'd, I'd done the ultimate cop-out and written, hey, why not listen to some more System of a Down? But, I, <laughs> but genuinely, um, if you haven't given Toxicity and Steelers album a spin... In, yeah. um, Still, in this album time. in particular, I feel like deserves a little bit more love. There's something about that yeah. record that's uh, that it, it's it's not very cohesive. I think the songs on it are very all over the place, um, as we have experienced with these records. Um, but when yeah. the songs work, they work great, and there's some real highlights on that album. I think, um, in particular, Mister Jack is easily one of my favorite System of a Down songs and um, yeah definitely deserves a reappraisal if you've never listened to it or given it a chance um, yeah agreed um, anything else on your heart <laughs> yeah so I was trying to think of things that have a, a a cultural influence beyond America that's kind of kind of where it went that up so I've got two okay. picks that are a bit random so the okay. first one is um, Sepultura's Roots Oh right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good pick, which, actually. Yeah, um, has a lot of Latin American vibes. Yeah, um, and but also like like Sepultura is not quite new metal. It's more like what you call groove metal or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but they're pretty new metal on that record. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's an interesting one to go into, and it's it's a really mm. fun listen. So the other one is um, something a bit more punky, which is um, Gogol Bordello's Gypsy Punk's Underdog World Strike. Oh, so. that's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see where you go. Um, so yeah. if you listen to that one. I haven't, no, but I've heard uh, some Gogol Bordello stuff, and yeah, they're a strange old band, but um, yeah, totally so they in, the, like, right, in the same sort of ballpark as System. Yeah, totally, like a, yeah. it's it's not, it's, it's it's a similar idea of taking Eastern European, like Gogol Bordello are, are very much Russian, like gypsy punk music. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not, it's not the same thing as System, but it's, it's another, how can we take this cultural influence and, and paint it into rock music? So I think it's really interesting comparison. 
Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Uh, no, that's a really good pick. I, I completely forgot about Google there. Though. Um, right, so the two that I've hastily t- thrown together <laughs> because I completely <laughs> forgot to do further listening. Um, one of them I was always going to pick anyway um, because, uh, yeah, I think it is thematically the, the closest you can get to a system of a noun record. And that is an album called Buiki Kaisu by a band called Maximum the Hormone, who are a perennial favorite of mine, uh, a really, really awesome J-metal band. Um, but they do this whole mix of like pop and rap and like uh, punk music and and they fuse it with with metal and breakdowns and things like that and it's just so over the top and in- intense but it's really 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 catchy and that's what it, you know that system thing always reminds me of it I think they, they are a fantastic band they're not going to be for everyone I know that their vocals in particular can be a bit of a stick for some people because they're very high pitched and screamy um, but there is a lot of melody in there as well uh, The there's a strange setup in that the vocalist the main vocalist, the guitarist, and the drummer all share vocal duties, and there's no real sort of like front person as such. Oh, um, but yeah, um, and but they're a really, really interesting band. Uh, one of my absolute faves, and again, very thematically similar to System of a Down. The other one I feel is a little bit of a cop out, but I have to talk about it because I love it. Um, it is Scars on Broadway. <laughs> um, the first Scars on Broadway album in particular, um, I have an awful lot of love for that record. It is. Super slapdash. Every idea is thrown at the wall and whatever sticks, sticks. Um, and whether or not it was successful is completely up to you or not. But I absolutely love some of those songs. Um, Enemy in particular is a real big fave of mine. Uh, I really like Funny. I just, I, it's lots of the, the sort of like melody led sort of not as heavy, intense stuff. Um, that I really, really like off that record. I think Darren is quite a good, um, songwriter, maybe not so much as a, a lyricist, but as a songwriter, I think he's a pretty good songwriter. And um, yeah, there's some really catchy little songs on that that I should really like. Uh, Babylon as well, in particular, I really like. Um, just some nice drama in those songs. They they do the things where it sort of builds to a crescendo, and yeah, it doesn't hit you over the head repeatedly through the entire song. Um, there are songs like that on that record. I think you know things like Stoner Hate. Um, is a particularly heavy, just bludgeoning you over the head for for two minutes with uh, just silliness. Um, but yeah, I just there, there's an awful lot of really strong melodies on that record that I really really like, and I have been back to it an awful lot. I think I've listened to it, in fact, more than any other System of a Down record, <laughs> according to my last FM. <laughs> Good grief! Well. Yeah, so, uh... Well, you, you do you. I'm not going to explicitly <laughs> condone listening to Scars on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's a couple of songs uh, off the latest Scars on Broadway record as well, which I would highly recommend. Uh, a song called Lives and a song called uh, Guns Are Loaded, uh, which <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that sound like a Darren Malakian song? Yeah, um, I, I was yeah. listening to one called Chemicals, and that was where I was like, have you listened oh, to this? Chemicals is mental. Uh, absolutely mental song. Yeah. Um, just rubbish. Yeah. Just strange rubbish. stuff, strange stuff. But um, but it's yeah, classic. I, classic. I have Darren, a, I have an inc- inclination Larkin. towards Scars on Broadway. So yeah, oh, I've got the I've got the lyrics to Chemicals I sent you. Um, yeah, <laughs> madness. No one cared. Looking around and no one there. When I say fuck the world, let's get ready to rock. As I piss in your face while you suck in my cock. <laughs> what uh, an edge lord that man is. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's just very. Very silly edginess. <laughs> um, look, if that lyric has enticed you, then uh, you know, 
Carry on, Broadway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, here we go. We've reached the end of uh, Mesmerized and Hypnotized, an album of two halves. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Um, one, one, one half. Um, it's a bit like a Kinder Egg, you know. You, you just chuck away the chocolate shell and feast on your toy inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah, Mesmerized still holds up as far as I'm concerned. I think it's a fantastic record. Um, Hypnotize, on the other hand, it does not. And uh, revisiting it, yeah, as you've said, probably the f- one of the first times on this show where we've actively reviewed a bad record. I think, and uh, yeah, I would agree completely on that. So, I think it is a terrible. So album. weird. But you have to, but then you have to get your head around the fact that they recorded them both at the same time. That is yeah, the yeah. like, how did how did this happen? Um, yeah, we'll never why know. did you cherry pick all the best stuff for one record and not like yeah. mix it up a bit? <laughs> yeah, strange. Why did why did you think vicinity of obscenity was a good idea? Why did you oh. put it after a sincere song about the Armenian genocide? Anyway, yeah. uh, all questions we can pose to System of a Down next time we're in LA, which will be <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty five. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> at the right the viral yeah. loads going right now. Uh, um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, been a pleasure as always. And um, if you like the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can recommend it to your friends. You can check out our website at castironshow.co.uk for the entire yep. back catalogue. And if I had a bit more blurb about us and where to find us on social. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, there's Sonic Yoda. And if you want to follow Adam on social, don't. <laughs> and follow um, me on Apple Music. That's a, yeah. that's, a that, that's, that's a good place to find Absolutely. me. There's a link on the website on the entry card. Like, you can follow me on social if you like. I'm just not going to respond to the request because I'm not on Twitter. So it's, it's to, if you want to initiate it, like, I'm not going to hold it against you. No, absolutely. Cool stuff. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this absolutely bizarre ride through some of the best and worst system of our music. <laughs> um, and, it's been uh, a roller yeah. coaster of emotions. We'll catch you next time for something different, I guess. <laughs> Thank you.